Uh, it's a little over 19 months left to save democracy. You in? Dies in your house. Exclusively on Least Coast Radio. in the house dies in your house what goes on peeps what is the word it's Sunday that still counts as the weekend I'm Jay Porks and we are back here on Least Coast Radio with another action-packed edition of dies in your house what is this you might ask yourself well it's turned into a campaign to get people to vote because we need people to vote because if people don't vote we will continue to have a rise in fascism a rise in 
white supremacy and a rise in authoritarianism. Authoritarianism is a form of government characterized by strong central power and limited political freedoms. Individual freedoms are subordinate to the state and there is no constitutional accountability and rule of law under an authoritarian regime. Authoritarian regimes can be autocratic with power concentrated in one person or it can be more spread out between multiple officials and government institutions. Yeah, we don't want none of that here in America. And before I go any further, and I should be slipping this into the beginning beginning. I might slip it into the intro. But everybody must understand. I got the background music a little too low. Everybody has to understand one thing. Since June 13th, I was unemployed. It's making unemployment. I was working, getting that unemployment. Wasn't working. Sitting at home. But now this statement is more important than ever. Okay? The views and opinions that I, Jay Porks, express here on my podcast, the views and opinions that I have are not the views and opinions and do not represent in any way the views and opinions of my employer. And I just want to let you, I'm not over here saying who my employer is. I might crack jokes where you can figure it out. I'm just saying that the people I work for, the company I work for, these views that I have personally on my podcast are those of my own and not of any institution, not of any corporation, not of any company. I am not a representative of my employer on this podcast. On my podcast, I am Jay Porks. This is Dies in Your House. We try to fight fascism. We try to fight authoritarianism. And I'll tell you why. Well, this podcast used to be fun. I promise you, back in the day when I had a crap microphone, really get on here, I'd have my smart quips about music, I'd make fun of festival lineups, I'd make fun of people I'd serve when I was a waiter, I had anecdotes, I had jokes, it was fun. But then what happened was November 2016 happened. And after November 2016, everything changed. And I realized, as a person, as a liberal, as a person who likes democracy, I could not be a person who sits by and has this platform, whether it's two people, 20 people, all of my Twitter followers, which is getting near 500, and we will do something special for 500. Um, no matter how many people listen, this is a platform, and I have it. And if I don't use it, and if I sit here and make jokes and pretend like our country isn't burning, then I'm not being American, then I'm not being a patriot, and I'm not being everything that our founding fathers fought for. So... You know, we resist. That's what we do. We resist. We are the resistance. We are liberals here on Least Coast Radio. And you know what? If on conservative Staten Island that lands me no friends, you know what? 
It's just more time to record my darn podcast. That's what I'm gonna do. So, right now, so we spent the first two the first two years after November 2016 gearing up for the Blue Wave 2018, which was which happened, which we did, all of us. We went, we voted, and we have a Democratic majority in the House. We flipped 40 seats. We accomplished that. So now we're on to phase two. And phase two is Blue Wave 2020. And we just passed 100 days for the people into the new Congress. And I just want to, like, got a tweet that's been getting retweeted by some people with a lot of followers. Hot take. Holding the House and regaining control of the Senate is more important than the general election in 2020. I'll let that marinate and I'll move on. Because in 2020, Democrats have a lot of good candidates to choose from. And I promise you one day we're going to do a 2020 Democrats episode. We're going to break them down. I'll have power rankings. But that's my infrastructure week. It's something we're never going to get to. So we're just going to say that us as liberals who want to fix the country, we have a lot of good choices. And if we just don't eat each other alive in the primary process, and if the Bernie Kratz on Twitter can, you know, chillax for a little bit, maybe help us win an election here, you know, then maybe Democrats with control of more than one part of the government would be able to start making some real change. Because we have a lot of, there's a lot of cool bills that House Democrats pass. That the House passes because we have a majority. And a lot of that gets killed in the Senate. And that's just crazy to me. And it's just crazy to me that, like, they cannot even vote. Or, like, the Senate just is so partisan that you just look at the number of Republicans and number of Democrats and you know if a bill is DOA or not. I'm too young to remember a time where that wasn't a thing, but I've watched a lot of documentaries, and I know there was a time when that wasn't a thing, where stuff wasn't so hyperpartisan. I do remember that. And we're going to get back to that once we remove this orange wannabe despot cunt monkey from the Oval Office. And how we're going to remove him is voting. So this podcast has turned into a vehicle to get people to vote. I am not here. I have no intention on going up to anybody who's wearing a red MAGA hat and trying to tell them they did the wrong thing and this is why they should change. That's not my prerogative. My prerogative is going to that kid who turned 18 recently. And he went to a school where he either had to do... Uh, active shooter drills, or, you know, God, heavens forbid that, you know, these kids were in a school that they watched their friends get their insides, insides torn apart by assault weapon bullets, and they watched their friends die, and they watched Congress do nothing about it, and they watched the leader of the free world, air quotes, do nothing about it. 
I'm looking at those people and I'm saying, listen, you know, I know Fox News has a lot of catchphrases about snowflakes and stuff, but in reality, do you want A, B, and C? All right, so this is what we do. Yeah, and that's just how simple it is because so many people don't vote. I don't, you don't need to change the mind of anybody wearing a red hat. Ignore those people. You know what? They won in 2016. And you know what? I'm gonna let, they can have it. I'm not going up to them convincing them, oh, you, this is what you did. Because it's, it's a pointless exercise for me. You know? It's a pointless exercise for you. When they, when they respond to you on Twitter, like when they reply to your tweet, just block them. There's no reason to engage that. Don't stress yourself out. We get stressed out enough. There's no reason for it. So that's what we gotta do. Like, get find people that didn't vote. And let them know that that independent shit is trash. Let them know that if you wanna be a moral... You know, if you want to sound like cool at a cocktail party, that's one thing. Say you're independent so you can play both sides. Whatever. But, like, when it comes down to voting, don't be a fucking idiot. And that's just the way it is. Don't go writing in people that aren't on the ticket. Don't go not voting because you think your vote doesn't count. Like, that's so stupid. Yeah, maybe you live in a state, maybe the electoral, and the, not maybe, the electoral college is an archaic, stupid, archaic, stupid institution. It is, and it's something that should be abolished. But since it's not, say you, say you live in a red state and you vote blue. You can't not go to the election. You can't not go vote. There's more things on the card than just the general. You can leave that blank. I'm pretty sure it's fine. But you gotta vote for those down-ballot elections. Because if you're somebody that says that all politicians are crooked, and this, this, and this, and they're not gonna do anything they say, yet you didn't go commit yourself to the process of taking five minutes of your day going to vote, then what are you doing to fix the problem? Then it's basically your fault. So what we need to do is get people to vote. And here's what, we need to get people to vote. Because we can't have... And this is what I really wanted to talk about, but I got off on a tangent because I wanted to make sure that everybody knew that none of my thoughts were... represent. All my thoughts are mine and not of my employer. Like... So as we wait the, the, the Mueller report to come out and be highly redacted and not tell us any information... And as we wait for Congress to subpoena Robert Mueller to come testify live on television, boy, that's going to be a good day. As we wait for that, I'm not, I don't want to sit here, I'm not going to sit here and talk about things I don't know that are in the Mueller report that I haven't seen. I'm not on cable news. Yet. <laughs> what I'm going to talk about is... Who's watching Julian Assange's cat? In all seriousness, like, the man is a, is a criminal. But, I, you know, the cat didn't do anything. And he wears ties. And collars. And that's, that's cool. And I like that. But, in all seriousness, WikiLeaks is a, a tool of, of the Russian government now. That's all they are. And I'm glad that their leader... 
was finally e evicted from the Ecuadorian embassy in London and arrested on behalf of U.S. authorities, they said. The British got him, but I believe he's, he's coming here. It's something to do with Chelsea Manning 2010, that whole deal, you know, so it's not, he's not coming here for a Mueller related thing right this second, but here's what we know. We know that Roger Stone's trial was oddly scheduled for November. Why? We didn't know why. Now maybe we do. Maybe they wanted to leave time. Maybe they left that big space because they knew they were going to get Assange. And maybe they wanted they wanted Assange here. Or ask him questions, see what he says. See if he tells the truth. Or see if he's just gonna lie and go to prison. What's up with the beard? What happened? What happened to you, dude? But no seriousness. Julian Assange, like... You know, conspiracy is not something you write down on paper. You know, when you collude, when you conspire with a foreign government to steal an election, you don't sign contracts. You know, you don't do that. That's not what you do. And this is a big point. That's what Seth Abramson was saying on Bill Maher. If you don't, I don't, you know, Bill Maher is a condescending dink nowadays who I get annoyed by. Because he talks down to Democrats. But. Seth Abramson is on. He's a curatorial journalist. Curatorial journalist. I'm never going to pronounce that word. But he's a journalist. I'm always shouting him out on here. Because if you follow him on Twitter. He's got some good threads. He explains a lot of things. He's got a book out called Proof of Collusion. And you can go check it out. But. Like you don't. And they were saying. He was conspiracy. This is not something that is spelled out on paper. You know, it's a wink and a nod. These are, this is, remember the glo, this is the global mafia. This is what they do. Like, these leaders of these authoritarian countries, these leaders of these dictators, they're not world's leaders as much as they're mob bosses. You know? Who they, you know, they rub their nose with their finger and somebody gets offed. They rub their finger with their nose, no, they rub their nose with their finger. Yeah, I got it right the first time. I, it's like, I'm like five cups of coffee deep today. Been working for three days and like now I'm I'm all hyped. And I don't get hype, I stay hype. But we have the curious case of Roger Stone. And now it might be getting a little less curious because Julian Assange has been arrested. We might get some answers. Maybe Roger Stone says, hey, I, I you know, I'm I'll tell you everything I know about Julian Assange. But there is no, which he's not going to do, there is no uh, agreement to conspiracy. It's just something you do, you get into. Sean Hannity, Dr. Denna Grayson pointed this out on Twitter, I retweeted it. You can follow her on Twitter. Um, Sean Hannity deleted all of his tweets that mentioned WikiLeaks and Julian Assange. Why? Why cover up something? So, the coordination between the campaign, but not the campaign, because Roger Stone didn't, I'm doing air quotes again, Roger Stone didn't work for the campaign at the time. 
you know, and the coordination between the, the campaign that's not the campaign and the Russian government that's not the Russian government, which is, uh, WikiLeaks. And actually, let me not say the Russian government, let me say the Kremlin, like the, the oligarchs. Because the government, like, Putin, the illegal stuff Putin does is not, like, on government books. Again, conspiracy, it's not, you don't write it there. Kill random journalist, 3 o'clock on Tuesday. Like, you don't write that stuff down. That's your private sector mafia ring that's actually running the country. WikiLeaks, Stone, Randy Credico, whoever that, that third person was, Randy Credico, Jerome Corsi. Jerome Corsi is the big winner in all this because he's not in jail yet. Unless Assange comes here and he says, fuck Jerome Corsi. Like, I told him I was going to release these emails. And then Jerome Corsi goes to prison. Randy Credico, I think, can get... I'm not sure if Randy Credico... I don't know. It's a lot. It's a lot to take in. It's 400 pages that we don't know about. But we know that WikiLeaks... Helped as much as James Comey did in getting Trump elected. And that's because the Russians, Vladimir Putin, and his oligarchs preferred to have Trump in office. And these, this is, it's not like, oh, because Barr was saying that, oh, well, we, you know, the, the campaign was spied on. Was it though? I mean, five U.S. allies, their intelligence agencies came to us. And they told us, listen, in Europe right now, there are meetings going on with Russians and officials of the Trump campaign. And, like, it's very suspicious that these meetings are happening. And we're letting you know that. And boom, a counterintelligence investigation is launched. Nothing to do with the Steele dossier. Nothing to do with, you know... DNC, it wasn't, it wasn't the Steele dossier and who paid for it. It wasn't that. It wasn't some deep state mafia that was, you know, going around, you know, trying everything they could to not get Trump elected because if they did everything they could, you see where the sentence is going? <laughs> if they, if had, had they done everything they could, you know... Maybe we wouldn't be slipping into a fascist society. And you could tell me I'm overreacting. But, you know, my grandparents were in concentration camps because of their religion when they lived in a country when people saw something like this happening but said, ah, it's not gonna get, it's not gonna be that crazy. Like, it's not like they're gonna put people in camps said the people who voted for the guy who is locking children in cages and wants to drop off immigrants some of the most disgusting shit I've ever heard man like to even to say this to say you want to drop undocumented immigrants off in sanctuary sanctuary cities and see how we like it yeah because if there's one thing New York City knows nothing about it's immigrants Huh? You know, I say that sarcastically, of course. You can't see my face, so you can't see my expressions. But you say that as if it's a part of- Yeah, give- Alright, I'll take them. Why don't you do that? If that- Is that gonna keep them out of cages? 
Are they going to come here with their family and not be separated? Let's go! Let's go! I'm down! Maybe, you know, they can come here. They can have jobs. They can make money. They can spend money. Help the economy. They commit significantly less crimes than, you know, you know, uh, naturalized citizens. That, that's proven facts. So, let's go. Thanks for the punishment. Crisis averted, right? Crisis averted. Nope, no, we don't need the wall, I guess. They're just going to get on buses in El Paso. And we're going to send them to New York City and California. Hell yeah. I'm with it. You know. Why not? To say that as if it's something that, you know, is, is boogeyman-y. Something that's supposed to, like, you know, scare people. That's really racist. That's, like, overtly racist. Which is everything about this administration. Which is nothing that's surprising. And saying that is not going to get somebody to take off their red hat. And go vote Democrat. So, that's why voting is important. And that's why reaching out to somebody who did not vote in 2016 is very important. And everybody needs to do that. And that's what this podcast is. For the next, let's say about 18 months or so, we are focused on getting out the vote. And that's what we're going to do. And listen, we're going to set it up where, like, you know, I'll... I'll let you guys know where they're having, like, rallies to register voters, like, in our area, in, in New York City, whatever. I'll, I'll try to get there. I'll tell people to get there. And that's what we gotta do. We're gonna rally around progressive agenda for 2020. And we're gonna vote, you know, for a woman, for president. And she's gonna win. And that's how that's gonna go. I mean, it's not a woman. It's gonna be the best person standing. With a D next to their name. Dies in your house. Exclusively on Least Coast Radio.